the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah Radio Broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. Let us pray together. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father, our King, we love you and praise you. We thank you for this season. We thank you for the atonement that you have made for us. Father, we thank you for that gift of salvation and eternal life. We ask, O Lord, that we would be able to live for you in a way that truly you can call us disciples. Other people will see us as representatives and ambassadors of the living God. So, Lord, this day, as we begin this evening, Sukkot, we ask, O Lord, that you would pour out your Spirit on us and that we truly would depend on you for everything. We bless you, we thank you, and praise you. In the name of Yeshua, amen. Well, last week we looked at God's appointed times. Uh, We hit the second one, which was Yom Kippur. Um, Today we're going to continue looking at God's fall feasts as we talk about Sukkot. Uh, We had a wonderful Yom Kippur. Uh, I just love this time of year and how we can focus so strongly on the Lord. It's, It's just been an amazing time. During this week... We celebrate Sukkot, uh, the Feast of Tabernacles or Booths. Uh, We will build one in front of our synagogue. And in fact, come by this evening at 5 p.m. Bring your children, your grandchildren, and help us decorate it. Bring palm branches and uh, fruits, uh, you know, plastic or paper and other festive decorations that we can hang up. Um, We'll fellowship together. We'll eat pizza outside. Join us. It begins at 5 p.m. this evening. So our next service that I'd like you to come to, will, and I'd like you to bring your entire family, friends, especially Jewish friends, is a service that we're going to hold outside. It is a week from 
today, Sunday, uh, in St. Pete. It will be celebrating the final day of Sukkot, the beginning of the biblical appointed time called Shemini Atzeret, which means the eighth day celebration, and also a traditional holiday called Simchat Torah, which means rejoicing with the Torah. Uh, it will be at North Straub Park. Between the water and the restaurants, you know, that beautiful grassy area, bring a blanket, chairs, food, enjoy the service, rejoice before the Lord, rejoice in his word. And we're looking for people from churches, messianic synagogues, make it a church outing, bring the kids, we'll have a great time. So this is next Sunday at 4.30 p.m. at Straub Park in St. Pete, okay? If you'd like to help us get the word out, you can go on our Facebook page, Shoresh David, and see four one-minute videos about Shoresh David from different people in our congregation. They're, They're short, but if you can share those videos and get them out to uh, your Jewish friends and other people. This is how you can partner with us and n- not feel any kind of burden. It's also a great time for you to invite one of our rabbis to come visit your church and speak on how these appointed times are important for Christians too. Email me and we'll set it up, rabbi at heartofmessiah.org, or of course, call Karen at 813 831 5673. You can check out our website, shereshdavid.org. We love visitors, so come visit us. We have a number of locations. Uh, just, we'd love to see you. So, Sukkot. Sukkot has a number of different names. It's called Chag Ha'asif, which means the festival of ingathering. It's called Chag Ha'sukkot which means the Festival of Booths, or a tabernacle. It's called Hehag, which is the festival. It's called Chag Hashem, the Festival of the Lord. And finally, it's called Zeman Simchatenu, which is the time of our rejoicing. Well, there you have the names of Sukkot. So let's find out a little bit about it. We turn to Leviticus 23, starting with verse 34. Speak to the children of Israel, saying, The fifteenth day of the seventh month shall be the Feast of Tabernacles for seven days to the Lord. On the first day there shall be a holy convocation. You shall do no customary work on it. For seven days you shall offer an offering made by fire to the Lord. On the eighth day you shall have a holy convocation, and you shall offer an offering made by fire to the Lord. It is a sacred assembly, and you shall do no customary work on it. So what does that mean? Well, it means that, well, first of all, let me ask you this. I know this says that God spoke to the children of Israel, but are you saying that if you're not, part of the Jewish community, that these holy days are not for you? Are you saying you're not part of the the uh, children of Israel from a spiritual point of view? Okay, you think about it a while. At any rate, <laughs> the first day 
is a holy convocation, and again, that is starting tonight. And we have uh, seven days in this uh, holy day season. The eighth day is a holy convocation again, and we are to do no work. So beginning next Sunday evening and all Monday, we should take the day off, just like tomorrow we should take the day off. Well, look, I, I, you know, this is scripture. What can I tell you? <laughs> this is not my opinion. Let's continue with Leviticus 23, verse 40. And you shall take for yourselves on the first day of the fruit of beautiful trees, branches of palm trees, the boughs of leafy trees, and willows of the brook. And you shall rejoice before the Lord your God for seven days. You shall keep it as a feast to the Lord for seven days in the year. It shall be a statute forever in your generations. Okay, here's the quiz again. How long is forever? Okay, you got it? All right. You shall celebrate it in the seventh month. You shall dwell in booths for seven days. All who are native Israelites shall dwell in booths, that your generations may know that I made the children of Israel dwell in booths when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. So Moses declared to the children of Israel the feasts of the Lord. Wow. So the idea is to live in booths. Now, uh, it says specifically to Israelis, uh, there are some people here, uh, even in our congregation, who will live in booths for seven days, but most of us will not. Though we will try and spend time in the booths, we'll fellowship with people, we'll ask them over, uh, look, this is something we do at our homes, it's something we do in front of the synagogue, it's it's great thing. So bring, as I said, this afternoon we're going to decorate our sukkah at 5 o'clock. And if you come, bring something leafy, right, that we can put on our, uh, generally we bring palm branches. Uh, but bring other things, fun things that would look good, fruit uh, that we can hang up on our sukkot. Hey. If you want to bring a string of popcorn, do that too. (laughs) Okay. Uh, It's a statute forever. Now, traditionally, the roof is open so that you can see the stars in the sky. I mean, we still have uh, like a covering, but it's only a partial covering. And this is because it's a temporary building, which means we rely on God for our real covering. And uh, that's what it's all about, right? Okay. Sukkot is another holy day where you can connect the dots between the Hebrew Scriptures and the New Covenant. So as I read the Scripture, remember the word salvation in Hebrew is Yeshua, Jesus. Okay? I'll go slowly so you can concentrate on this. Isaiah 12.2. Behold. God is my salvation, or Yeshua, right? I will trust and not be afraid, for God the Lord is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore, with joy, 
you will draw water from the wells of salvation. So picture John, I'm sorry, Yeshua, in the book of John, chapter 7, verses 37 and 38. And this is the last day of Sukkot. Remember, that's the eighth day. It's a festival. It's a non-work day. It's a day where we are to just focus on the Lord. And this is what Yeshua says. On the last day, the great day of the feast, referring to Sukkot, Yeshua stood and cried out, saying, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture says, out of his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Oh my goodness. Is that amazing? You know, and as Yeshua was saying this, besides Isaiah 12, there's so many other scriptures that the people of that time were probably remembering. Isaiah 44, 3, For I will pour water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground, and I will pour my spirit on your offspring and my blessings on your descendants. Or Isaiah 58, 11, the Adonai, then Adonai will guide you continually, satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters never fail. Or Ezekiel who talks about the river of life. Or Zechariah who talks about the living waters which will flow from Jerusalem. You know, during the feast of Sukkot, In the first century, the Jewish people took part in an amazing water-drawing ceremony in the last day of the feast. They would go down to the pool of Siloam and draw water, bring it to the Temple Mount. And let me tell you, when they did this, they did this with so much joy, basically because they were saying, with joy you shall draw water out of the wells of salvation. So it was like a a parade going from the water to uh, bringing it to the Temple Mount, and they would pour out the water. And they'd recite Isaiah 12 where it says, and with joy you shall draw water out of the wells of salvation. So imagine the scene at that time, because again, let me say, Yeshua's appearance, it is like that in the midst of this ceremony where everybody is focused on, on, on the Lord and the joy, and he stands up and he says, if anyone's thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture says, from his innermost being, shall flow rivers of living water. Do you see how he was the fulfillment of the prophecies in the Hebrew scriptures of Isaiah and Ezekiel and Zechariah and even others? Well, Sukkot is an amazing holy day. It says in Exodus 23, 14 through 19, three times in the year you're to celebrate a festival for me, meaning with the Lord. You are to observe the Feast of Matzot, which is Passover. For seven days you'll eat Matzot, as I command you, at the time appointed in the month of Aviv, for that is when you came out of Egypt. No one is to appear before me empty-handed. Also, you are to observe the Feast of the Harvest, that's Shavuot, or Pentecost, the 
first fruits of your labors that you sow in the field, as well as the feast of ingathering, that is Sukkot, at the end of the year when you gather your crops, three times in the year, all your men are to appear before Adonai Elohim, the Lord God. And they're, so they're supposed to come to Jerusalem, right? So Passover, we celebrate the Passover lamb. Shavuot, we celebrate the giving of the law and the Holy Spirit. And Sukkot, we celebrate the ingathering, not only from the field, but a time when Yeshua the Messiah will return and gather up those who have received him. So you see that Sukkot has a future prophetic purpose. Consider some of the other prophecies about Sukkot. Zechariah 14 16 and 17 says, Then all the survivors from all the nations that are that attacked Jerusalem, which is the whole world, by the way, will go up from year to year to worship the king, Adonai Tzavot, the, the Lord of hosts, and to celebrate Sukkot. Furthermore, if any of the nations on earth do not go up to Jerusalem to worship the king, Adonai Tzavot, they will have no rain. Now, look, Adonai Tzivaot is translated in most translations as the Lord of hosts. But what does that mean? It really is, should be the, the Lord with a mighty army. That, that's really what it should be uh, talking about here. You understand that... Uh, if you don't worship the king who is the king of this heavenly uh, mighty army, there will be no rain. So God is saying that not only shall you celebrate Sukkot because of the past, but you need to celebrate Sukkot because of the present and the future. The final Sukkot is recorded in Revelation 21, 1 through 6. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. I also saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of a heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Also heard a loud voice from the throne, saying, Behold, dwelling of God is among men, and he shall tabernacle among them. And this is the Sukkot is the Feast of Tabernacle. Okay, let me continue in this reading. They shall be his people, and God himself shall be among them and be their God. He shall wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more, nor shall there be mourning or crying or pain any longer, for the former things have passed away. And the one seated upon the throne said, Behold, I'm making all things new. Then he said, write these words, uh, for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will freely give from the spring of the water of life. So three things that I just want to talk to you about concerning Sukkot and this portion from the book of Revelation. 
first of all, number one, God emphasizes his final gathering, his tabernacling with the believers. Number two, he describes those whose name would be written or were written in the book of life. And, and this new chapter in his plan, it is done. It, it is done. And three, he speaks of all of us freely drinking from the water of life, which is the knowledge of Yeshua, bringing new life into us as we are in the new Jerusalem. Does, I, does this excite anybody out there? I'm just asking. The Hebrew scriptures and the new covenant coming together as one, just like Jews and non-Jews coming together as one to celebrate Yeshua. Hello? (laughs) Just thought I'd ask. Anybody there? I can't hear you. Okay, well, we know why I can't hear you, but I hope that you're hooping and hollering because God is faithful, and there is a lot of exciting things coming up to look forward to. Sukkot was always known as the holy day that commemorates God dwelling with his people. How fitting for the kingdom of God when it fully comes to the redeemed earth to be considered the ultimate fulfillment of this holy day. God himself will finally dwell with his people in all his fullness. The sukkah of God will be among men when Messiah Yeshua dwells as the ruler of the thousand year messianic kingdom. If any man thirsts, let him come to Yeshua and drink. Well, you know, I have a lot more to talk about concerning Sukkot, so we'll probably have to wait until uh, next week before I, I give you that remaining information. But I would like to once again, mention these announcements. You know, I do this because I believe that both Jewish people and non-Jewish people are supposed to worship together. I just spoke of that in regards to Sukkot. So during this week, we celebrate Sukkot, and the Feast of Tabernacles, or booths as it's called, will build one in our synagogue, and I'm asking you to come by this evening at 5 p.m., Bring your children, grandchildren, help us decorate, help us rejoice. There'll be music out there. We'll be fellowshipping. They'll, uh, we'll have chairs for you and tables. Bring, bring palm branches and, and plastic fruits or other things that are festive that we can decorate the sukkah with. We will uh, fellowship there. We'll eat pizza. What could be better than that? <laughs> Five o'clock this evening, join us. Our next service that I'd love for you to come with your entire family and friends, especially bringing your Jewish friends, is outside in St. Pete next Sunday, a week from today at 4.30 in the afternoon. It, we're going to be celebrating the final day of Sukkot which is the beginning of the biblically appointed time, uh, Shemini Etzeret, the eighth day worship service. So also a traditional holiday called Simcha Torah, which is rejoicing with the Torah. Um, we'll be walking around the, the green area with, with our Torah and we'll have a procession. Uh, we're going to have a wonderful time. 
will be right between the water and the restaurants in North Straub Park. Bring a blanket, chairs, food, enjoy a service, rejoice. What a great family time for churches and messianic synagogues. Make it an outing. We'll have a great time. Well, let me just say that we love visitors, so please come check us out. Come to our services. Uh, bring your Jewish friends. You can look at uh, us at Shoresh David, S-H-O-R-E-S-H, David.org. We love visitors. Well, I pray that you will grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's pray together. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.